0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Drug Gossip, Ed. Um, I'm coming to you live from very hot and steamy New York City. And I don't mean that in like a sexy way, like, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean it as like, it is already 80 some odd degrees, and it's very early in the morning. So, it is going to be one of those days uh, and I know that there was problems with my last episode. Apparently the audio didn't work very well, so I'm going to take the episode down and hopefully get that fixed. Sorry about that. Um, you know, sometimes when you're working with technology, things happen and it just doesn't work out the way you want it to work out. And speaking of not working out the way you want it to work out, Countess Luan de la sep. For, um, she's most famous for Real Housewives of New York, is being sued by her ex husband and her kids for not, for basically stealing from them. Okay, so here's, the, here's what's happening. Here is the Long Island iced tea. Basically, when she divorced, when she got divorced from her husband, she was um, granted the house and she was supposed to set aside um, and put $4 million into a trust for her kids. Well, she didn't do that. And then she sold her house for $8 million and pocketed all of the money. And her ex-husband was like, wait a second, this is not okay. Like, what are you doing? No, we don't do this. So, they, um, the ex-husband and her two kids went ahead and filed a lawsuit. Now, my first instinct here is she needs a storyline for next year, and what better than some good old-fashioned family drama, especially if it's going to end up in a courtroom. I mean, she's not Kenya Moore, who is going to be able to take a pregnancy, or fake a marriage. Because before he already seen Luann. Okay, so... I don't watch reality shows, but my best friend does. And... Whenever I would go over and hang out with him... He would want to watch... An episode of... The Real Housewives of New York. Because that's his jam. So... The, the whole storyline that I remember is... Luanne was dating this dude, Tom, who was a player. Bethany somehow got photos of him making out with some chick and showed Luanne, and Luann called Bethany a liar. Now, how do you call someone a liar when, when they're giving you, when they're presenting you with evidence? Uh, it must be the Trump technique. If I say it's a lie, it's a lie. I mean, that's the only thing that makes sense here, right? So anyways, so then she went and got married, and um, it was a big to-do, and then really shortly after, like, I want to say it was almost weeks, she got divorced, so her storyline this time couldn't revolve around getting married, because she already looks like a fool, but some family drama would be just what the doctor ordered for her to continue on the show and have an interesting storyline to play off of you know, I, I I never really expect much from these reality reality horrors, you know. And and that term encompasses men, women... Anyone who is just on a reality show for fame. And that's all that these Real Housewives are on there for. They just want the fame. You know, it's just bad. Um, Because I'm pretty sure that this whole situation with the family could have been resolved out of court, out of mind, and out of the press. See, that's what... I find really interesting is that it ended up in the press. I don't know how and I don't know why, but it's just very interesting that it did end up in the press. I mean, someone's doing something there, right? I'll be right back. And I'm back. I think someone has to get John Mayer a partner. Male, female, whatever. I don't know what he's into these days, but... He is like oddly injecting himself into all of this drama, and I don't know. Maybe he has a CD coming out, and he needs to get his name out there again. Maybe he's going on tour or something. I have no idea. But he keeps kind of just inserting himself into all these weird stories, like um, Justin Bieber and his fiance Haley Baldwin. We're at a Miami um nightclub or something let me see um um a Miami club is all it says, and they were in a hot tub which what kind of hot what kind of clubs in miami let me rephrase this what kind of clubs does Miami have that there's a hot tub just waiting there for you to like climb into like here in New York, you have to go to a hotel to get a hot tub. But apparently in Miami, all you have to do is go out to the bar. I am so jealous. Like, maybe I'm in the wrong city, guys. Maybe I need to be down in Miami. Um. It's just, ugh. Oh, oi. Anyways. So they, Justin and Haley got all lovey-dovey and... It just kind of like his dick pics. You kind of know that this was staged and set up. um Because someone snapped a picture, and it's a, it's a very professional picture. But John Mayer like commented on the Instagram post was like. Oh, um Interesting dynamic with the photographer in the hot tub. That's got to feel super third wheel. I see a lot of myself in this hot tub photographer. Imagine being in a hot tub on business. What in the world is he talking about? I mean, I get it, yes. You know, again, I, I do believe that it was staged for, for people to see. You know, it, it's part of the, oh, look at me, I'm so reformed. I'm a good boy now. You can love me again. Tour that he's been on, and rumor there's a there is a rumor out there that he is trying to make Selena Gomez jealous because apparently Selena Gomez also has a um for lack of a better term a lover um that she's really into and she is allegedly um going to go to Europe and get married to him, but it was all supposed to be on the down low, and that this, and Justin is so jealous that he's staging all of this to make her jealous and get her to come back. Now, I don't know what the hell's going on, because I thought they were just together. I must be out of loop or something, because I swear they were just together, and then they broke up, and then he got back with Haley, and then... Like two weeks after they got back together, they were engaged, and Stephen Baldwin was a thing again. Which, can we stop making Stephen Baldwin a thing? Can we just. I mean. Oh, the douche nozzle gets on my nerves. Um. Back to John Mayer. He needs to go sit down somewhere, too. He is not as bad as Stephen Baldwin or Taylor Swift, but he's kind of getting there. And he dated Taylor Swift, so... That's kind of a really close association there. Um... You know... John Mayer is an extremely talented man. He... He can write great songs. Um... If you listen to the Continuum album, it's just full of really relevant, sweet, wonderful songs. He needs to get back to doing that and not worrying about Justin Bieber staging his photos for publicity. At the end of the day, the legacy that he leaves is going to be one of creepiness if he doesn't stop this. And if he does need a partner, I volunteer his tribute. I'll be right back. And I'm back. Alright, so I think we're witnessing the downfall of the billionaire. Not the billionaire we wanted to see go down, but... You know, that time's coming, I think. Um, Elon Musk is his mind. I, I mean, that's the, that's honestly the nicest way I can put this. Um, so, it was revealed last week that he donated f- about $40,000 to um, GOP um, PACs. Now, I mean, $40,000 to a billionaire is like a quarter to the rest of us. He probably just pulled it out of his pant pocket and was like, "Oh, here, have this." Um, yes, I, I like. Even as I'm saying, it, I'm like, "Oh, I wish I had that much money." Forty thousand dollars is just a little less than what I make in a year. Oi, um, so um, people blasted him, especially since he's such an environmentalist and whatever. And he's like, yeah, that's like less than a percent of what I donate to. Uh, the Sierra Club. Okay, that's all well, fine and good. But you, he also tries to come across as very um liberal and very um. You know, for the people, whatever, and he's donating to the very people who are. Um, promoting racism, promoting um, homophobia, and, and, I the rhetoric is just horrible, um, so I, I really don't know what he's doing there, um, you know, but everyone is entitled to their opinion, you know, I, I've discovered over time that a lot of times these rich people are very socially liberal, it's just they want to protect their money, you know there, are, there are a few who are. um... How do I put this nicely? There are a few that, uh, that, are very conservative. Um, socially and political and financially, but for the most part, um, it, it's almost always about the money. And given that the house passed a tax bill that's going to heavily benefit the uber-rich and really screw over the middle class, I can, I can almost understand why he is um, trying to protect the GOP members of the House. However, that's not even the worst thing he did. Like, Who cares about what someone's political affiliation is? Like, that, that's neither here nor there. Like, uh, civil discourse is part of this country. But, he called one of the rescue workers a pedophile. No basis in reality. There's no good reason why he would do that. Other than, he really wanted to build these mini-submarines to send them to rescue the um, Thai soccer team that was trapped in the cave. Underwater, Or, well, I, I don't know if it was underwater, but they were trapped in a cave or something, and he wanted to send them down, send these submarines down. And the dude was the first one to get down there and save the boys. And he did it without the submarines. And that really chafed Elon Musk the wrong way. Um, if you read Crazy Days and Nights, um, the whole storyline that they have... Put forward for Elon Musk is that he is um, running a scam right now and just trying to um, subside himself off of government subsidies. I don't know if that's true i I do know that that is what's being offered forward by crazy days and nights um, but this kind of the situation kind of actually provides evidence that it, 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 it's probably true. Because why get mad? I mean, the dude saved these kids. Thank God for that. Why are you about to be mad and call call him names? Especially one where in in today's, in this era, in this Me Too, whatever you want to call it, it could really damage somebody. I mean, I don't know what the guy does for a living, but, you know Elon Musk calling him a pedo, is probably not good for his career, and he's he's seriously considering the election against Elon Musk or um Elon Musk um. Ooh, my brain just it's so how my brain just drunk Check sorry guys, um, but yes he's um the the rescuer is considering a lawsuit against Musk. I'm going to go get some water, and I will be right back. And I'm back. So, last week, there was a huge controversy surrounding Scarlett Johansson. She was cast in the movie Rub and Tug. um, As a trans man. And the internet went crazy. They were asking why she was taking the role. Especially so soon after... um, She had been blasted for taking on an Asian role. And she gave a very flip um, statement... Which was basically... Talk to Felicity Huffman... um, Jared Leto and Eddie Redmayne's publicists. Now... I, I was having a conversation with a friend about that. He thought it was perfectly acceptable. And I still don't. Not that she, you know, actors act, they pretend to be different people, that's what they do. But, you know, you're being flip about something that actually matters to people. And that's where I got a little agitated with her. You know, it, it's one thing to... It's one thing to be like, okay, you know, I, I screwed up. You know, I really wanted the role. I, th- I thought I could do it justice. You know, I want to help bring... Um uh, trans struggles um to the big screen and and maybe that would have maybe that would have helped a little bit more. Maybe, you know, if she had talked about that part which and I have no doubt that's what she wanted to do. She she doesn't seem like the typical Hollywood bitch she seems like someone who really cares and wants to do better in the world. So, that's why the flip remark really kind of got to me because I was like what what are you doing? Like, no. Anyways, um so she she has officially dropped out of the movie because of the controversy. Um and that's Oh well great and good and I hope they find a suitable replacement but I mean the whole thing it just screams entitlement and again I don't think that's what she meant you know Scarlett Johansson is probably one of if not the busiest actress right now she has um um the avengers she is black widow um yes black widow has her own movie coming out um i believe that there's a a sequel to one of her other movies that's in development so this is not a woman who's hurting for work um you know if, if she puts her name out there for an indie role trust me she's going to get that role You know, it, 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 that's just, that is what it is. Um, there's, she's Scarlett Johansson. Um, she's probably the top, um, actress at this point. If not the top, one of the top. You know, of course there's Julia Roberts and Sandra Bullock, um, Meryl Streep. um, Melissa McCarthy. But these ladies are... way high up in... you know... they pick and choose their projects at this point. Melissa McCarthy... um, it might be heading for a little bit of overload... because I think she's in three movies this year. Um, But, you know you got to make that money while you can. Um, But the rest of them, you know, they pick and choose their roles. They work when they want to work. And they're of the old Hollywood uh, model of one movie per year. And with Scarlett Johansson, like... The adventure movies alone means she doesn't have to work. Um, So I appreciate that she wants to. And I appreciate that she probably did want to bring... Um, the trans struggle um, to light into the big screen, but maybe do it in a different way. And I will be right back. And I'm back. So, the response to the drunk politics was very good last week, so we're going to try it again this week, just to see what happens. Um, midterm elections are in November. Um, Trump met with Putin alone, the two are not unrelated. Um, I know a lot of people are expecting to see a blue wave and impeachment to hit. I'm not so sure. Um, because he met with him alone and that's very suspicious to me, especially since he blamed the U.S. for poor relations with Russia, um, and fired his cyber, um, um, cyber intelligence committee that we're was supposed to protect our election and protect us. So there's something going on. There you know, all these moves all at once they don't really result in confidence that um he's not doing something. That being said, the New York Times this weekend had a really, really great article um about the twenty twenty election and um they talked about how former vice president joe biden um senator elizabeth warren senator cory um book um um senator bernie sanders and i feel like i'm oh and senator maxine waters is it waters or walters anyways um they're all preparing um to run for um president in 2020 and First of all, it's very interesting to me that we have a very diverse um, slate. Um, probably one of the best, you know, this is like going to the candy store and having to choose between chocolate and peanut butter and chocolate and caramel. Um, you know, it's a really tough choice to see who or what will rise to the top. Um, But there there was a really interesting point that kind of stuck with me. And that point was, there's no young breakout. There's no Barack Obama. You know, in 2008, that was Hillary's time. She was rising to the top. She was going to be president of the United States of America. And then Barack Obama came. And really just changed the game. And and some say that his rise was also the rise of Donald Trump. I can see it. I believe it. Um, But they're saying in this, you know, there's a lot of qualified, really great candidates. But there's no... um, There's no Barack Obama. And my argument is still, it's still early. Let's get through the midterms. Then let's see what happens. Um, you know, Biden is, I I believe Biden is 75, um, Sanders is 78, um, uh, let's see, Maxine, is, Maxine Walters is, uh, I'm looking it up for you guys. She's 79. Um, and Elizabeth... Elizabeth Warren is 69. So, these are all fairly old candidates. Uh, Cory Booker, I believe, is in his 40s. So, you know... I'm hoping that someone does come through, you know, and there's nothing wrong with being older. But the question is, is is that what we really want? Do we want another older president in, in the White House? Or do we want to go back to, you know, do we want to put up a really good alternative? Now, Trump's supporters are Trump supporters. They were converted. They're not going back. If he completely abolished elections, if he completely abolished the Constitution, they would definitely cheer that. Because they don't care about the country. They care about what he says. And they care about his words more than anything else. Even if his words are factually false. Even if they can be proven to be lies, they don't care. They hear what they want to hear and that's all that matters to them. But there are some who are getting really tired of his shenanigans. They're really tired of him being Putin's puppet. They're really tired of him attacking people and then calling for civility. It's so hypocritical that sometimes you have to wonder if this is real life. And honestly, whoever faces him has got to be strong. You know, Hillary was strong. She won the popular vote by three million votes. But they have to be smarter. They have to focus on Michigan. They have to focus on Wisconsin. They have to focus on Pennsylvania, and they need to be strong enough to turn some of these red states blue. Now, if Putin's uh, hacking our election, which is very probable, then we're gonna we're definitely gonna see that, and if he loses the popular vote twice. I think that there needs to be a really strong investigation into how this is even possible. And that's going to do it for today. Um, I hope you guys have a great week. I will be back um, sometime later this week. I don't know quite when yet. But I will raise my glass and Cheers.